Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You're tuning into the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment. Johnson. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Oh, yeah. You hear that music kick in? 1964 Doctor Who, always intense. Hey guys, thanks for joining us on this week's classic Doctor Who panel. I'm your host, Zach Wilson. Joining me on uh, tonight's panel, as always, next to my left, the great Tari Miller. High Priest of Wisdom. <laughs> Across the table from me, lovely Katie Cullen. The perfect sacrifice. And the kick-ass Megan Salinas. Can I go ahead and call dibs on the goddess then? Yeah. <laughs> no, you're the high priest of sacrifice. And, and I will the be goddess. the sacrificial lamb. You talk so. No, I'm called perfect sacrifice. <laughs> I'm paying attention. I'm still calling I'm the lamb, goddess though. in this scenario. <laughs> there are multiple gods, guys. All right. <laughs> Everybody can be a god. You can that. be immortal. You can be a time lord. Whatever you choose. <laughs> I want to be um, the TARDIS. So, guys, <laughs> this week we're talking about the Aztecs. For those of you who might be jumping into this Classics panel on this show, we're doing a walkthrough of the classic Doctor Who from the perspective of the modern Doctor Who fan. We haven't watched these episodes before. Maybe you have and you want to go back and rewatch them. But we're doing this from a modern fan's perspective so that we can, because we know a lot of you out there love modern Who. You started watching with 2005 with Eccleston. You're up to now, you're up to now with... Uh, Capaldi, yeah, I'm saying Capaldi. it right now. Capaldi, Capaldi right? Um, <laughs> and and you just want to go back into these the vastness of classic Doctor Who and the insanity therein, <laughs> the insanity. That's a good way to put the, it. The uh, long walking sequences, and in some cases. The subtle racism. <laughs> subtle? <laughs> I was going to say, I yeah. was so subtle. <laughs> subtle! No. Well, for the 1960s, it was subtle. Well, and for, for the 1960s, it was commonplace. For, for, and to, to this show's credit, it was very progressive for its time. And I know we talked about this a lot with the Dalek episode, but again, for, for the time, it was. It was a product of its time, I would yes. say. Oh, no, absolutely. And, like, it has to get there. You, you make strides, and this is 50 years ago at this point. It's a big leap to imagine. And, look, there just weren't a lot of people of color on television back then. This this episode, the I, you can't really call it whitewashing. It was just the it was British television. That's sort of the way it was. You had all these Aztec people, like, theoretically, the modern, like, a modern-day Latin American is what you would call them. But 
being portrayed by an entirely white well, cast. Even, yeah. even today in London, like you're hard pressed to find a Mexican restaurant. I know. <laughs> <laughs> the only one I could find was in Leicester Square. <laughs> just saying, just throwing that out there. <laughs> yeah, but so this episode finds the the doctor and his companions. They land the TARDIS inside an Aztec tomb. Open the door, and there's a dead guy. Great, let's leave. No, let's investigate, clearly. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Yes, let's go touch the dead guy and take his jewelry. That's a <laughs> Yeah, just great put idea. on the the clearly like burial jewelry. I'm looking it. at this going British imperialism. <laughs> I mean Indiana Jones is a grave robber if you really want to get technical. In a museum, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> These are just precursors to Indiana Jones. Museums are full of ill gotten goods, mind you. <laughs> That's because they belong there. Not necessarily. <laughs> That's um, a whole other thing. Point being, Barbara's a grave robber, and it's kind of amazing. Well, yeah. and we find out a little bit about her that this is kind of actually her field of expertise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, she knows a lot about the Aztec civilization. Yeah, she knows history. She's able to help in that fashion. Like That's why you have teachers as your companions, because they can help you out when you get stuck on Earth history. Hey, kids, <laughs> we're going to learn a lesson today. Well, that's again, this was an educational show at the time. Less so today, but like <laughs> yeah. um, at the time, this was also a way of teaching kids about the Aztec civilization, the, the all the stuff about uh, human sacrifice, about how life was in America before colonial, uh, before colonial, uh, colonialism, before Cortez, yeah. Cortez, and everything. Um, and so that was the part that was very good about it is that it's introducing that stuff. It, it crosses some weird lines at times, <laughs> of course. But, uh, oh yeah, not, not not the least of which is uh, Susan's opening line. Uh, hey, look, cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, she's a kid. She sees drawings. (laughs) I guess it's cartoons. Well, keep in mind she has a high intellect score and a low wisdom score. So, and she really does like you know the twentieth century, and that 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 is a big prominent part of our entertainment. So true. Well, I mean, if you're used to that, used to drawings being for entertainment purposes, you're not used to drawings being the form of writing. Right. This is that's what you would assume it was. That makes me wonder. I guess they don't have cartoons on Gallifrey. That's really sad. Oh, that's a good point. I don't. Huh? <laughs> they might, but the captions are all circular. I guess. <laughs> what well, would a Gallifrey and cartoon be about? What would Gallifrey and television look like, or like a movie? <laughs> also <laughs> circular. <laughs> I imagine just being all like everything's a circle. Star Wars style holograms just hanging out, walking around in your room. Do they have that, that kind boring. of technology? Um. Yeah, have I mean, they been retconned to have that kind of technology? Well, well, I mean, the TARDIS has like the the uh, the, inter- the, the holographic interface. Generator. Yeah, that's, that's true. Where we got to meet like li- where little Amy Pond was the voice of the TARDIS. <laughs> I am not Amy Pond. I am the interface. <laughs> anyway, um, so as they they leave the tomb, we get Barbara wearing the bracelet of Yataxa. I believe I'm pronouncing that mm-hmm. correctly. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and so, as she walks out, they immediately assume she is a god. And I mean, this is this is somewhat accurate with history. When they so, first saw white men, a lot of Native American tribes believed them to be gods because they had never seen this kind of person before. It's very road to El Dorado. That's exactly yeah. what I was thinking. We just kept watching this, going. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the, she she goes out, and so 
they they like give her more adornments and like as we go as they go forward they're like listening to like putting her on a pet like literally on a pedestal <laughs> right. and like the high priest um i believe his name was Akluk. um Akluk? something Ot-Lock. like that Otlock 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 okay With i was Otto. hearing a lot of t's as k's <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> It's hard. I didn't watch with subtitles this week, and that made it a little bit We difficult. did, and it was wonderful. We watched with subtitles, but that doesn't necessarily make pronouncing these names any easier. <laughs> Tatoxel's name is ridiculous. There are L's where there shouldn't be. And it's just like, thank God they're saying this out loud. I would never know how to read this one. Right. All right. Well, that was the, the language of yeah. the time. It had those little silent letters and stuff in there. Um and the doctor sort of sees all this going on. He's like, yeah, she's totally a god, and we're her servants. This the is great. The downside is we are locked out of yeah. this tomb. The problem that, like, they walked out and didn't notice that this door has no handle on it. <laughs> Let's kill him as they, um, wow, Barbara walked out, and the door closed behind her. And they're like, oh, okay. And then they walk out and don't even think to prop the door. Or well, that's like, like throughout this episode. The door yeah, I mean, later they come back and uh, like, we'll get it. We'll, yeah. we'll get into that. But I'm starting to wonder if the doctor doesn't plan these intentionally. So he's like, oh, look, we. I guess we have to go exploring again. I think it's so a the fair doctor assumption. Got married. Engaged. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, engaged. It was enough. It was never consummated. <laughs> How do you know what that Coco stood for? <laughs> um, anyway. Um, and no one's ever going to think of hot chocolate the same way again. Or they'll just think of it more. Um, uh, anyway. Um, so Barbara's becoming this god. And like, so what's going on with her throughout this episode, and I thought it was really interesting, was that she basically she knows the history. She knows it well. And she sets on this path where she's determined to end human sacrifice. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, is this the first Doctor Who kind of storyline that talks about like actively trying to change the past? Probably. Earth past, so. yes. Yeah. I don't, well, I haven't seen Marco Polo uh, storyline where they meet where they meet Marco Polo, but this is the, I believe the first, because that's a lot, one of the episodes that there's Lost. missing pieces <laughs> of. Um, and again, for those of you who maybe new, we're doing, we're focusing on episodes, we're only doing episodes that are available via uh, streaming services, so that everybody Netflix watching. Netflix and Hulu. Yeah, basically. so that everybody yeah. has access to them. Um, we might make a few exceptions for huge episodes, but like stuff that's available only on DVD. Yeah, we like might. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to do the Tenth Planet, the the first regeneration story, but like that's only anyway. But this story, the Aztec. Yes, um, Aztec. This is, I believe, the first time that they're really talking about altering Earth history. I mean, in in theory, when they go to Scarrow, they're altering history by being there, um, since they're from conceivably the future. It could have been a parallel time, but they're altering somebody else's. History. Yeah. Yeah. I I guess um because you know, modern who we have the concept of, you know, a fixed point in time versus mm-hmm. other points that are a little bit more fluid that can be changed. And and that was basically what was kind of this was. This the stuff like the fall of the Aztec civilization, I guess, from a modern perspective can be perceived as a fixed point in time. Right. That can't well be the doctor this is like one of those things like they get into that, they don't get into that yet because the doctor says like you cannot rewrite history, not one line. He's very definitive about it. Like, But again, that's the principal law of the Time Lords, is don't 
F with the time stream. Like, Don't but touch Barbara anything. is civilized and knowledgeable and therefore knows better than these you know poor what savages. It reminded me a lot of it reminded me of Pompeii. Yeah. Actually, this this kind of Ooh. whole arc um and everything, especially where we end uh these sets of episodes. It reminded me very much of the end of the Pompeii episode from uh Tenet Rome. Yeah, um, I guess that like stepping into a, a part where you know a lot of people are going to die unjustly. Um, these people have been uh, for the Aztecs; they're convinced that this is an honor to die for their people. It's an honor to be stabbed upon an altar in front of your entire civilization. Yeah. Um, and but Barbara, Katie, you're right. It's very much like the um, it's a white savior thing. Yeah, it is. It's the classic like, oh, we know better than these native people. Like we're gonna come in, we're gonna fix everything. And it's effectively what happened when Cortez showed up. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. They had the same point of view going in, and like. You did terrible things. Europe was doing plenty of terrible things. Oh, yeah. It's not like their conscience was free. And despite that this one thing may have been horrible, they ended up killing out an entire civilization because of that one thing. But Barr was doing it on a small scale. So he's trying to just make the change from within, which is at least better than just killing people. Uh, well, she's suggesting, she's trying to go through the high priest. She's trying to say, like, you should advocate for the for no human sacrifice. Like, well, it's twofold. One, your culture's bad, my culture's better. And two, screwing with history, which I'm not sure how much time travel science fiction they might have had at the time that Ian and Barbara were from, but you don't do this. <laughs> There's no... We heard it, oh, we can save the Aztecs. There's absolutely no thought in her mind, and as a history professor, she should know this, as to what the long-reaching implications would be. This society, with all of their knowledge and science, survives. What changes then? How does a, that alter yeah. the course of human history? It would be it a would butterfly be, effect, yeah. That's not even a butterfly effect. That's <laughs> friggin' Godzilla showing up. Well, but at the time, <laughs> the, behemoth. the biggest example of time travel in media in the 60s was probably uh, the time machine. Yeah. The yeah, HG Wells, like the, Wells, the right? very yeah. first yeah. time machine story. So that one was so, uh, like, just inconceivable. The idea of time travel was so bizarre. He had to go through huge explanations just about the concept of, like, that you could move through time. That was just confusing to people. And correct me if I'm wrong. I, I haven't read the original story, so I apologize. I'm <laughs> I am not versed in my literature as well as I should be. But in that one, wasn't the kind of concept w- with that one was that you couldn't change the past? You couldn't, but that was more of the time fix it will fix it for you. Like, you can try to change that. That's the way, that's why I brought it up, because what happened there is they would go back trying to change history, and they, he was also trying to change his personal history. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like, throw a pebble in a stone, or throw a pebble in, a, like, a river or something like that, and it might create a little bit of ripples, but eventually the, the river's just going to keep Yeah, that, I don't know that they go into that, that, that deep, but, like, he would try to save somebody, and then they would get killed some other way. Right. Like time like fixes. Final destination. <laughs> <laughs> well, final destination is just death being a jerk. Yeah. That's a little well, different time... than time going. I understand you're trying to make a change, and I reject your reality and substitute <laughs> the one that should be here in the first place. Yeah. Stop it. So time fixes itself is the basic. That's where I think the the thought of time travel was at the time. So I think it's reasonable that she would think I'm here. I can try to fix it. Like it's also when you get dropped into that situation. I feel like you also lose a little bit of that like outside perspective you're like True. i see this person in front of me that's going to be killed if i don't do anything it's right. a, it's, a, it's a much bigger step to go back and be like well i should let that person die because history and and that's where the doctor comes in he's very much advocates like no you can't make them change 
that's the that's time. You have to just let it happen. You can't change the past. Um, but did you guys think that Barbara was justified? In her own mind, likely. As viewers in this modern age, knowing all of our different sci-fi tropes, watching the show that helped lay down a lot of those sci-fi tropes, we can sit here and objectively say, wow, that is a really bad idea. (laughs) But we're kind of in Barbara's position. The position that we are over Barbara is the position that Barbara's in over the Aztecs. We know what's going to happen. Yeah, we know we the story. Right. But the other thing is you do kind of have to empathize with her because it, it's exactly it's, people are about to die right in front of her and she potentially has the power to stop it. And so I I definitely understand a lot. Yeah, you know, it's it's one of those kind it's it's hard to say. I don't know what I would do if I was in her situation because I would feel just as conflicted. It's relatable, but it doesn't make it right. Yeah, and I mean, she tells because they're waiting for the solar eclipse. That's the big thing. And like again, science, they know. Yeah, they know what's happening. But when you don't, it's that's a scary thing. The the sun is like everything to people, and the thought that it could go away, that it might not come back, is scary. But Tatanka seemed pretty dang sure that the sun would come back regardless. Well, because there has to be some people that are starting to have doubts, even at the highest religious point. Somebody has to think like. It's never not come back. It's never been gone for more than, like, a couple minutes. Why do we need to be sacrificing people? Well, his character seemed more of, like, a like a snake oil salesman. Like, he just, like, to me, it was more like, I know these things are going to happen, so I'm going to have a sacrifice just, just so people are stay in line and they know what's yeah. going on, you know? Tadoxel could not have been more evil if he tried. <laughs> yeah. This was, oh my gosh, it was just like this. This is the bad guy. Look, he's covered in war paint and feathers and savage things. Obviously, he's evil. If he had a mustache, he would have been twirling. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't twirl the feathers in his headdress. And they, yeah, they gave him a very distinctive look so that you always knew the bad guy's over there. Um. <laughs> and I, I just kept thinking, Road to El Dorado. <laughs> Seriously. Um, and like Shuffle he, con. and so he goes about trying to take Barbara down via. Ian and Ixter. Ixta? Is it Ixta? Ixta. Ixta. Yeah. Ixta. Um, they have accents. Who is the. They're all yeah. British. <laughs> Ixta. Um, so, the, who is, I guess, the, the general of yeah, the Aztec I think army? He's the commander of the army. Yeah. yeah. Or he's going to be the commander of the army? Question mark? Uh, well, I think I th- he. Politics. It, I think he is. Yeah, he's the current one, but then they're like, well, you're attending to the gods, so you must be better. Uh, survival of the fitness. They figure they can get, they they have this deity or this like uh, demigod sort of come down to them. Well, we should put him in charge of the army because that will give us divine power to our army. And so they, their way of deciding that is we're going to pit you against each other. (laughs) We should make them fight. (laughs) Fight, fight, fight. And he's, and, uh, Thank you. <laughs> That'd be a very different show, but there not were necessarily a, a worse one. There were a couple one. moments where some of those guys were uncomfortably close. Yeah. <laughs> Small sets. You got like, everybody get together. You know, it's the '60s. They probably wouldn't have been okay with that. I would have been okay with that. <laughs> We've only got so wide a lens, guys. Get in there. Uh, we can't fish eye this one. Come on. But so Ixta. Um, he goes to use a weapon on Ian, and Ian's like, I can beat you with my thumb. I killed a man with this thumb. <laughs> and he does. He basically just takes the knowledge of pressure points and knocks him out. He basically he gives him a he Vulcan, Vulcan neck. neck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were sitting 
stole the Vulcan I neck pinch say, does this from Ian Star Chesterton. Um, yeah, it would, right? Star Trek was 64. the 70s. Was no, it? No, or, it was, I want to say I'm trying to think of time. Like 60s. Um, I'm not as up on my Star Trek knowledge. Yeah, I apologize. Neither am I. I apologize, but I, if, if it does predate Star Trek, it would be really funny. Yeah. I feel like these would have happened around the same time. Because well, Star Trek was in color. The That's original series true. was in color. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Commenters, let us know. Yeah, yeah please let Trekkies us know. Google, are, you know, Google at their fingertips. Trekkies are about to just troll us really bad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but anyway, so nice. but Ian, Ian's going about, and basically, I mean, Ixta's furious. He just got his the, his huge honor of leading the army taken away from he him. He just got his loincloth handed to him. Basically. Yeah. So he sets out and he's like, I'm going to find a way. <laughs> and like, he basically tricks the doctor later. Like, it's pretty great. Like, yeah. Into like giving him help. Because he can <laughs> see that this doc- the doctor is an incredibly smart person. And so yeah, he uses exactly. the doctor's need for those drawings. Because the, uh, the meanwhile, while all this is going on, they're still trying to like, back get back ranch. into the, <laughs> the temple. They're like, we got to get in there because we can't leave. It's they, not. It's not today's TARDIS where like you can just have a key and call it. Yeah. <laughs> Although it's situations like this that probably led to that. Yeah, yeah. You install something. <laughs> I need a TARDIS whistle or something. I just I need to make it come here. Well, but you, they basically put the doctor in the old folks' home <laughs> garden. That was hilarious. <laughs> it's really what it is. It's like this is where we put our elders after they Anyone, reach the age of fifty-two yeah. and we rely on their wisdom. It's an old folks' home. Anyone it's over pretty. fifty-two, there's a little bit of Logan's run going on here. <laughs> they're like, everybody get in this one little garden. Don't go outside. We're just going to come to you. If we need advice. <laughs> they seem to let them come and go as they yeah. please. I mean, with the this doctor was, and Kameka. The, what it really was is not as much a retirement home as it was. This is the nicest place oh, in yeah. our in our city. You you've earned your place to just live here and relax, and we're only going to come to you for advice. So it's a really nice old folks home. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> um, and the doctor gets like gets to meet some people, and he meets um, well, Kamika. Yeah, Kamika. She. Kameka. I, I I really liked watching them go back and forth. the The doctor knows how to get his flirt on. The doctor. Yeah. Yeah. I think the doctor That's was aware shot. he was flirting in some places where she's just like. <laughs> I like this one. I'm taking this one. And he's like, let's have an intellectual conversation. She's, She's like, like, would you like uh-huh. some hot chocolate? <laughs> I accept your proposal. The drink of wait, the co- the drink of the cocoa leaves. And um, part, part of me is like, wait, what are they going to do with the cocoa beans? Like, are they going to go snort some coke and live? <laughs> are you serious? That's the other, no, I'm joking. <laughs> I mean, part of me thought it was the 60s. Maybe that was <laughs> going to no, come up at I, some point. I feel but, like that was another thing that was supposed to be a history lesson. This is yeah. one of their traditions. This is what they did. Chocolate and is sacred. And the doctor got engaged. Yeah, he doesn't know. Good the chair. job, everyone. Didn't know every time you offered your uh, friend, your eight-year-old girlfriend, a uh, cup of hot chocolate, you were actually betrothed to her. <laughs> yeah, is that not uh, a thing that people did? Totally. Uh, well, I don't know, but it does make me want some hot chocolate. <laughs> it, well, I'm Ooh, drinking right? hot chocolate here. I proposed to myself. Oh, <laughs> wins the wedding. And you didn't share. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so the doctor basically, he's, but at the same time, as much as he respects this person, he can see that she's very smart. She's almost like she she is the wisest of the people yeah. there. Mm-hmm. And her husband built the uh, temple. 
Yeah, before he disappeared. And I feel like they never got into that. Her former husband, who disappeared mysteriously after building the temple for the former high priest. There's a whole other story going on there. Did he escape, or did they kill him? I don't know. I kept expecting him to come back and be, like, the savior who is going to, like, help them get back into the temple. I bet Mm. he died in that tunnel. Probably. I bet he died in that tunnel. Well, they didn't, he didn't find any bones in yeah, there. No, no skeleton Just because he didn't find it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Unless he's it's the guy either. that was buried in the temple. I could see then that, too. That was one of my thoughts. Huh. I don't know. Already reincarnated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bones don't hang around after you're reincarnated, <laughs> totally. clearly. Yeah, he walked out and he's like, oh, heck with this. I'm going to go hang out in the desert. Yeah, I'm leaving. Um... But so the, the the doctor is he's getting his floor on, but like she doesn't have the drawings, she super sends them to her son, Ixta. And that's where the cactus thing comes in. What exactly was he giving him? Well it what was, a, Oh, go ahead. Basically, he talked with um Kameka and she told him about this plant, it's not poison, it induces sleep. So he basically pulled a thorn from the plant and then pulled it through the stem so it would have the juice, the fluids on it, and gave the thorn to Ixta and said, just scratch him, it'll get into his bloodstream, and then your opponent will essentially keel over. That may be, like, for a smart guy, you're being really dumb right now. In fairness, why would he assume it was Ian? He could have asked. But, like, would he ever assume... this? Oh, clearly this man from uh, this Aztec civilization is going to be fighting my close friend who... Well, no, right. but if you're going to be helping a guy with... A, if you're basically going to rig a match, you probably want to know who you're fighting against, even if it doesn't mean anything to the doctor. <laughs> well, but knowing, I mean, is, would I feel uh, kind of in- be counterintuitive to his old don't change the past thing? As far as he knows, it's two people who are already set to fight, so he's like, all right, I'm just going to do this. Could there have been any harm in covering the bases? Um, what's the point of knowing it, the name of someone who's going to get slaughtered? Covering the bases. It's not an adventure if you're asking questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. we came here. Doing dumb things makes it even more we of an adventure. We saw that on Scarrow. We came here to See? learn and explore, not to ask questions. <laughs> That's just silly. You observe history. You what don't do you interfere. mean I could have prevented the murder of one of my friends? We don't interfere unless there are children crying. Aww. <laughs> Aww. Um, wow. <laughs> what? I like that episode. Um, so, I like wow. that part of that episode. I didn't actually like that episode. Anyway, we're not here to talk <laughs> about that. Sense. We're not here to talk about that. Um, but so they're going. They're, they're trying to find a way into the episode. Uh, into the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Have I been casted yet? Am I? Oh, okay. Just um, a little meta. <laughs> they're trying to find a way back into the temple, and like Ian, like loses his place as like the leader of the army, which he's like, "That's fine. I don't care. I just need to get into this place." And Ixta's like, he's "I don't." Lucky he survived. Yeah, and the doctor's like, "I was need... trying to get him to kill him." Yeah. Um, but he's like, no, I, the doctor, Barbara comes in, sorry, Barbara comes in and calms it all down. She's trying to assert her influence, which is only causing more problems for her at this point. It's only causing more doubt because she's not, like, if you're Yatoxa, because this guy's trying to spread, uh, doubt everywhere. 
Um, she's like, if you're actually a Toxa, you'll save him. To which she's like, I, yeah, I saved him by stopping you. Yeah, right? she pulls her knife and holds it to Tatoxel's throat and basically says, uh, if Ian dies, so do you. <laughs> so he stops the match. I'm like, that's smart. Yeah. And I, I think this is why, I, I, I don't know if you guys have looked, but we, we've had tons and tons of commenters on YouTube saying that they love Ian and Barbara and that this episode really highlights the reasons why. Uh, for Ian, we see that yes, he can, he can kind of be a little, you know, strong-headed sometimes, but he knows how to like he can fight smart, you know. He's very intelligent, and he uses that to his advantage. Mm-hmm. And Barbara here, you know, sh- uh, prior to this, she was just kind of like a damsel in distress, yeah. sort of. Yes, not entirely, but very much so. And this is the episode where she really takes charge. Yeah, and- Barbara really comes into her own, and uh, Susan. Very small part. She almost gets sidetracked. I, th- I believe the actress was like on vacation. <laughs> oh. No, no, I'm serious. I think that she was actually. I believe if I read, if I was reading history, the history of it, right? She actually was out of town. Ta- like she was just out of town for a lot of this episode. And that's why we only saw her in these little like mini scenes. Um, because that was all they that could fit in. Um, <laughs> but so, uh, but this, you're right. This is absolutely Barbara coming into her own. She's outspoken. She has strong opinions, strong reasons for she those things. She almost killed a guy. Yeah, <laughs> and she's not messing around anymore. Like, she's not damselly. And that's good. This is, like, the beginning of the strong female companions, really... Hallelujah. Be- yeah, really becoming, like, the the driving force behind the show. Because that's what this show is, and what, at least today, like, what it is, it's, like, about the, it's almost more about the companions than it is the Doctor, at least in, like, really good episodes, in my opinion. Yes, yeah, very much I agree. So. Um, and this is the, again, just reinforcing that. Even as much as people love the Doctor, they love his companions more. I, w- I saw one theory about this episode, I'm curious about your opinions, that there's effectively a love triangle between Barbara, Ian, and the Doctor, with the Doctor not ha- having no interest. Like, he, a- his active choice is to not be interested, but she, but Barbara huh. is interested. Barbara interested in the Doctor, and Ian interested in Barbara, and the Doctor's not interested in anybody. Yeah. You can't have a love triangle if one of them doesn't care. Well, no, you can. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's ju- that's a love carrot. <laughs> just, it just does this. No, uh, no, you can. Uh, that's that's one of the many dynamics that they do. I don't. I never got that hint. Um, maybe later on, that's a thing. I I didn't see that at all in this episode because he he does act more like a grandfatherly figure to them, or more of a professor, or a teacher. I and think someone's just watching it with their ship goggles on. Yeah. <laughs> They want a what is it a May December romance? Well, it's so, not. It's natural. Yeah. Like you, you inevitably are going to push for characters to want to fall in love. That's just television. That's just media. It's life. Two people yeah, together long but the enough. The one who's treating the other like family, like a daughter, as opposed to being let no. I can definitely see. No. I, I don't know what happens to Ian and Barbara when they stop traveling with the Doctor, but I can definitely see them getting together and getting married. Yeah. Oh, those uh, because, two, yeah, yeah, totally. because you know this experience. Not only are they teachers with similar interests and everything like that, but they're going through this experience together. They're going on this adventure together, and they're going through you know all these dangerous situations and working together to come out on top. So I could definitely see them falling in love, but 
I don't know. The doctor, he, I think he's starting to see them as his companions, but I don't think he's seeing them in any sort of romantic light. Yeah. Or, or oh, no, I, I absolutely agree from the doctor's perspective. I'm just curious about, like, the other people's opinions, because like we see with modern companions, they do fall for the doctor, especially in the attendant years. But well, all, but yeah, like, it, can you really yeah. <laughs> Seriously, but, hello. But in in all of them, there's like there's at least hints of that from the companions, and I, I think it stretches back, maybe less so than today. I don't think so with Barbara. Yeah, I'm not seeing it here. So. Maybe maybe later on it'll be maybe maybe they'll hint at it a little bit more, but I'm not seeing it in these no. particular episodes. Yeah. Um, but so the, as they as they're going about this, and that the doctor's getting proposed, getting engaged, <laughs> and um, and it, he definitely respects her. He likes her. He says so, but he's not not looking <laughs> for that kind of thing right now. I immediately regret this decision. I got a lot of stuff on my plate right he now. Even like staying in one timeline for yeah. more than a couple months. He's like, I can't. You know, a couple months that would be just super long for him. Right. Well, they were in England for five months. And he hated it. Yeah, he was, well, yeah, but um, but so the Ian's like at one point Ian makes peace with Ik, with Ixta because um, Ixta's like next or, time I'll kill you. Don't worry about it. Yeah. We're cool. We're cool. <laughs> that was like the way it was at the time. But then he gets framed for killing the for not killing, but like smashing the high priest in the back with a with a with his club thing because Tatoxel just really really wants everyone set up. Like we yeah. can <laughs> kill this guy and punish that girl, and she's obviously not a real god. Yeah. And what about this doctor guy? Yeah, mm-hmm. and they tried to poison Barbara. Oh, oh yeah, he tried <laughs> to. Po- she's really a god. He tried he to poison Barbara. Yeah, but then she's like, "I know this is poison." Well, Which, and they brought in like this that? perfect sacrifice person. Like, why are you here? And what is your point in the story? Are you just supposed to be a sounding board for Tadoxel and then die during the eclipse? Well, they, they send him to, to Susan because yeah. they're also just trying to trip up her servants because her, if her servants look bad, she looks bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when they, they send him, and this is like, I guess, a thing, um, if you're going to be sacrificed, you get whatever you want, <laughs> even effectively raping uh, like underage girl. Yeah. But that's, I mean, but that is what they, that is what was happening here. It's like, yes, it's marriage, but you yeah. will get to marry this girl even though you're going to die in two days. Yay. It's, these Super are not cool. Yeah. Th- yeah but yeah. These, this is also painting the picture of the civilization and you could argue negative, intentionally being negative, um, yeah. from the, the white man point of view. <laughs> um, but it's there regardless. Um, and Susan, it was like, no, it's, it's like this unheard of concept. I want to pick a man. I want to choose the man and I'm going to spend the rest like, of my life with. And they're all like, about to die. And she's like, well, he can go ahead and die then. That was his choice. <laughs> He's all happy about it. And, like, Barbara wants to spare him. He's like, you have taken my honor. And, like, yeah, we had the guy at the beginning just straight jumping off the building. Um, he's like, I must kill myself if you won't kill me for it. <laughs> um, but so then Ian and the doctor find a way in. They find a tunnel in the back. In the garden. Pry open that little uh, styrofoam. uh, (laughs) (laughs) I love watching. This is great. I can't get it. (laughs) I love watching the play acting of like, this is so heavy, even though it's really shaking a lot. (laughs) Um, But they, they go in and then 
Ixta comes along, shuts Ian in the tubes, and then it's apparently a river. It's like lost with the. <laughs> Thank you, Doctor, for giving <laughs> me my victory. <laughs> and then he just wanders off. Because uh, um, Ian had said something about, well, I would defeat my opponent with cunning, and evidently Ixta took that to heart. Well, it, it, he lost. Like I think that's a, it's a good thing to take. It's like, yeah, brute strength is not is not everything. Uh, yeah, especially for a commander. Exactly. Yeah. But you guys know what is everything? Even though I forgot for like 15 minutes. <laughs> what is everything? iTunes. Yay! <laughs> um, guys, th- again, thank you so much for watching. It really is like a treat that you guys listen to us babble on about the nonsense of Doctor <laughs> Who and the insanity of it. Um, thanks for joining us every week. Thanks for watching on YouTube, iTunes, wherever you're enjoying this. And I bet you're ask- out there asking, how can we help you? How can we be of assistance to you, the hosts, and, and After Buzz TV? I need well, to know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Stephen. Well, Stephen Lemieux, I'll tell you. You can go on to iTunes, where you've probably already downloaded this podcast, and you can slap us with a rating. You can give us, I hope it's five stars, but we'll, tell us what you think of the show. We want to actually we do want to know what you're liking, what you're enjoying about the podcast. Uh, tell us what you think. Tell us what you want to see more of, what episodes you want to see. Um, well, we're going to get into some more episodes coming down the pipe. Like, we have so much more to do. 50 years of Doctor Who to cover. <laughs> we'll be doing this podcast till we're dead. In <laughs> 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 a week. <laughs> um, Are we still doing podcast but, one? But, uh, Yes, yeah, so, uh, Stephen, is that is that uh, review still up? The uh, survey? Uh, you don't have to do the surveys anymore. Okay, but but you off. can still give us a review. It's very helpful. Um, so, and also on YouTube, you can get into a conversation with us. Anyway, hey. they're in the tunnel. We they're, respond to comments. We like you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, they're in the tunnels. Or Ian's in the tunnel, and he gets out. And this is the point where I'm like, when he gets out, and he like gets back, he finally gets up into the thing before water kills him. And he's in the he's in the he's in the chamber with the TARDIS, and he opens the thing. And granted, I know they're not all there, so they can't like leave at that point. Do you not wedge a shoe? I in the- <laughs> he just finds that evidently the dead guy was buried with a lot of leather straps. And he, there's a convenient. book built into the stone above the door. This is all just extremely convenient. So we attach a strap to the hook and run it under the door and run it out. So well, you, you know, know we can just for when you get pull on the leather strap. I mean, <laughs> bondage tools. How, how much leather? Rich. How much leather was this guy buried in? He's got like ten feet of it. Why do you need to be buried in a continuous 10-foot-long leather strap? <laughs> because you're going to need it in the afterlife. Yeah. For what? It's better to have <laughs> it. Can't say it on the after show. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. It's better to have it and not need it than need it and not have it. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Why would you need it anyway? So we're yeah. gonna MacGyver this. But door so the doctor is like, the, wait, we need a we need a pulley system. They try to get it around the the chair, like with using just a fulcrum. And but he he basically he whittles a pulley wheel. A wheel. Yeah. Nobody has the wheel. It was the SX. The wheel yes. In front of these people. <laughs> and they don't know what. Then he leaves it behind and changes history no, forever. No, actually, Ian took it with him. Oh, did he? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I missed that. That was good. Ah, good move, going, Ian. Grab the wheel, good grab the wheel. You. He actually grabbed the wheel. I'm impressed. <laughs> Ian, take the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> Ian, take wheel. <laughs> but so as they, they finally are able to escape, and then immediately as they escape, the, Tatoxel's like, 
great, let's kill a guy. <laughs> Celebration! It's the day of darkness! <laughs> yeah, because the, the sun's being eclipsed at this point. Um, so... That's, I mean, that's the, and, oh, well, the doctor got his nice goodbye. He let, uh, Kameka, Kameka, whatever it is. Kameka, Kameka, yeah. he let her know that, like, I have to leave. She wants to go with him. And he just basically was like, no. And <laughs> Hotlock, the high priest of knowledge, spends the rest of his life wandering in the yeah, wilderness he, he looking for gods. He essentially I gave think. up his title and basically everything he had so that Susan could escape. Yeah. Uh, and, and then, yeah, and then spent the rest of his days wandering. And that was that was the kind of bit when they're talking about it that reminded me of Pompeii. It's like, yeah, you can't change this event, you can't save this civilization, but you saved one man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not necessarily. Saved? He might have gotten eaten by a jaguar. <laughs> Quote unquote. She saved. gave him a crisis of faith. And he went off into the jungle and presumably got eaten by something. Well, this he was really old. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. He should have been in the garden. Yeah. Point being, <laughs> she changed this guy's life. Yeah, you failed to save <laughs> a civilization, <laughs> but at least you helped one man. And, like, that's the thing. It's little things that they, they, they can't interfere with history. They can't change the path of the world, but you can help one person. And I question whether we can classify this particular instance as help. I think maybe that's, I think maybe the message with that, if there was any intended message at all, was that, yeah, maybe you can't save the world, maybe you can't fix all the big problems, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't try to address the issues that are right in front of you. Yeah. You know, if you have the capability of helping somebody, you know, who happens to be right in front of you, you should. You shouldn't just go, oh, I can't, I can't do anything, you know. Admittedly, I liked Pompeii better, but, eh. <laughs> um, but it is, it is a good, it's a good story. Yes, like for very. all its for all its faults at being like from where it took place, the limitations that they had, the cast that they had, it was a good story. This was truly Doctor Who finding its form, getting into history, and that idea of can you change the past? What are the moral dilemmas of changing the past, of interfering, of being part of it, seeing negative things about our history? Well, and it was extremely entertaining. It was. Yeah, it, just, was it, it was. As a story, as these four episodes, I think this is the most fun I've had watching Classic Who so far. I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was very engaging. There were there weren't you know there was no like we're gonna trick through. <laughs> the <laughs> jungle two, two days two walking in tunnels. Right. No bottle episode things get going captured. on. <laughs> it was, but there were legitimate times where it's like I don't know how they're gonna get out of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it was it was very good. Do you guys have any final thoughts in this episode on <laughs> on the races <laughs> I just have those, on the board? Races. Those kind of were my final thoughts, and we we kind of went over the white savior thing. Yeah. So right. if we do that again, we're just going to beat it into the <laughs> yeah. ground. It was um, the sixties. It's racist. We've gotten better, but we're not perfect, and we must continue to get better. Exactly. There we go. And I would drop the mic, but I think I'd get in trouble. <laughs> you would. Yes. And that's and that's part of what it is. Going back and looking at old shows like this, a classic who is like just sort of looking at how far we've come, how the world is different from not just back in the Aztec time, but from fifty years ago. We still got a ways to go. We yeah. really do. Yeah. But but it is again. It's one of those things where you you look at this particular thing, which was progressive for its time, and you're like, man, have we made some progress? Slow oh, yeah. progress is still progress. And there are robots and slightly more equality. In the future. <laughs> and, and then fifty years into the future, there will be more robots and more equality. And with that. 
Katie Cullen, where can the people find you? <laughs> you can find me on Twitter and Tumblr at Kiaxe. That's K-I-A-X-E-T. I'm also on the Attack on Titan Sword Art Online and Z Nation panels on Sunday, the upcoming Arrow panel on Wednesdays, and uh, the Ruby panel every other Thursday. Uh, I'm Megan. You can follow me on Twitter at the Manguin. That's T H E M E N G U M E N G U I N. I'm also on Sword Art Online, Attack on Titan, Z Nation on Sundays, Agents of Shield on Tuesday nights, uh, Classic Who on Wednesdays, <laughs> occasionally Doctor Who on Mondays, uh, and Ruby every other Thursday. Megan lives here. <laughs> I'm starting to. Yeah. Jeez. Right. Um. You can catch me on Twitter at Tari J. That's T-A-U-R-I-J-A-Y. Uh, you can find me here uh, on the Sword Art Online panel on Sundays and a bunch of stuff coming up in October, which I do not remember at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, you guys can catch me on Twitter and Instagram at ThatZachWilson, T-H-A-T-Z-A-C-H-W-I-L-S-O-N. And also here at AfterBuzz, I've got a whole bunch of shows in this this fall. I've got uh, Grace Point with David Tennant coming up. I'm so excited. Um, I've got Resurrection coming back soon. Grimm's coming back. Uh Sleepy Hollow just came back. I'm jumping on that panel. Uh, regular Doctor Who occasionally as well. Uh, I've been forgetting a few, but so many. Um, you also live here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm Zach Wilson, and thanks for geeking out with us. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.